Now, Gardening 101 with Jeff DeYoung on CFAX 1070. Thank you, Kyle, and good morning to you all. Thank you for listening to Gardening 101 here on CFAX 1070. Well, there's no denying that a royal visit brings excitement with it. Gardeners and royalty, I think, share a lot of similarities. We seem to load up our gardens with plants that are regal and special and have a presence to them. Today, we're going to have a bit of a, I would say, a rather regal royal program. Uh, We even plant up our garden with uh, plants that have royal names. And I bet you could think of a few plants within your own garden that has a royal name to it. It's a great weekend to celebrate, and I was just chatting with my first guest, and it's a great weather weekend to do some gardening. My guest today, of course, is none other than the king of callers. I'm going to call you today, Bernie. (laughs) If you want to chat to Bernie, yes. Well, he drops into the studio and he lights up our switchboard. And that's great because he has so much great advice for uh, gardeners, especially here we are at the first official weekend of autumn. Welcome, Thank you, Jeff, and great to be back to discuss another season. I know it's autumn. You're wearing a jacket, and you have pants on. Yes, Jeff, you don't quite realize that summer passed last week. I didn't get that memo, did I? No. Yes. (laughs) But, hey, we were just talking that the weather is very mild at this time. It's perfect gardening season as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the whole year has actually been great. Yes, Yes, uh, I certainly see it in the store, talking to the gardeners. uh, They're all doing extremely well. Abundant harvests in the garden of all the fruit and vegetables, and the flowers have done great. And um, so uh, the season's slowing down now. Uh, The plants are starting to say fall's coming. Mm -hmm. The leaves on the deciduous plants are looking a little tatty now, and uh, the color hasn't appeared yet, but... uh, I'm seeing signs of mildew and other blotchiness, and those leaves will just fall away soon, and the plants will go dormant for the winter. Yeah, the ones that I find that often are very early to show some signs of the liquid amber that often will have, you know, they get beautiful red early color. Yeah. Oh, and the euonymus is also yeah, very the, beautiful right the now. The burning bush, yeah. although up our way, it's just showing color in the last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still half green and half red. I saw in the news <clears throat> this morning because they were uh, showing some uh, aerial shots of Vancouver. And there were some Japanese maples along one of the streets, and they were gloriously red. I mean, red, red, red. And I just thought, wow, those were those were exceptionally beautiful. Yeah, this is the time of the year. It should be like somebody set a switch on the plant. Yes, and it starts to glow, and it, it puts on that last glorious spurt of color. It, it indeed. Yeah. Now, a lot of us are thinking that it's time to get in and start doing some digging and start doing some planting, and that's what we've been talking about on gardening. Uh, 101 this past uh, couple weeks is you don't have to put away your 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 shovels and your trowels because there's a lot left to do still in the season and we're sort of ramping up again in terms of getting ready for the next season yeah we've got the seasonal change now the summer annuals are starting to fade uh some of the big flowers things like petunias don't like this cool rainy weather it's time it's time to rip them out um the garden mums are ready to go out, and if you watched the royal visit yesterday, the steps of the legislature were just covered, packed with, packed with mums, yes. garden mums. If that's the color you're looking for, that was a good display of it. You know, there's something that I find really exciting about gardening at this time. Generally, if you're gardening in cooler weather, you can start to see that the buds are of forming and that's going to be for next year not next season but or even this season but next year and yet i've been out um, doing a little bit of puttering around today and the flower buds are really starting to come out on the mahonia and the viburnum flower buds are coming out so these are plants that are going to flower for us in the next couple months during yeah. you know the dead of winter when other, everybody else is like covered in snow we're going to have those glorious flowers again yeah this is the time to look for those big fat buds rotos are another example Absolutely. look at this end of the stems there yes. the buds are swelling that's going to be next year's show magnolia is another one they're going you know they form very large flower buds 
at this time and you can and you, and you can anticipate what's going to happen next spring and and look forward to that show of color so it's a, it's a f- exciting yeah. time because in some ways we're trying to uh, tidy things up and and it's almost like getting I think of as when you're getting done with a, a festivity, perhaps yeah. you know Christmas or something. You want to clean that up so yeah. that you can get on to something else now. And there are some things that we definitely yeah. are cleaning up now, so we can move on. Yeah, but also we've got the ante- anticipation of next year mm-hmm. of what's coming out in the garden as you are getting it cleaned up, prepared, and sort of as we say, putting your garden to bed. But uh, out here on the coast. Uh, we're always in the garden. We're always in the, the garden. garden. Yeah. That means yeah. that, you know, doesn't matter if you wear your pants or if you wear your shorts, you yeah. got to get out there and you're going to do it. Whatever there's there's do. something happening all year long in the yeah. garden. And, and the first shrubs start blooming in January yes. here. You mentioned the Mahonia, the Chinese hmm. witch hazel, and the Himalayan sweet box. All of those are, are January bloomers here. And that's not far away. When you're looking at the plants and you yeah. know that you're like your rotos, for example, you see that nice round terminal bud on there. Yeah. This year was not, we had a little bit of moisture, but you know, the rotos benefit from a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not seeing those nice plump round buds on yeah. plants, is now a good time to start to maybe add a little fertilizer, add some more water, try to ramp it up a little bit in front Maybe, but you might be too late. Yeah, yeah. I think it's July, August when a lot of this happens. So we have to pamper the plants a bit at that time of the year, and especially rotos. The one drawback is they do require a lot of water, and um, and it's critical that they have it in those months. If they're not getting it, they actually talk to you. The leaves just go very limp. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and you give them a little water, and, and they, they just stiffen up again go, and can, can come upright. Yeah. It's like like the plants waving at you. You know, Bernie, I've been saying this over and over. There's sometimes things stick in your head, and I I heard a quote, and it, it just resonates with me when it comes to gardening because it's it, the quote was, "Come winter, your garden is going to say, what have you been doing all summer?'" <laughs> That's right. And and these are you know some of the things that we yeah. get on with with, with yeah. the watering, the weeding, and things yeah. like that. That in the winter time, when we're starting to see things emerge. Yeah. And we're wondering why the buds aren't forming on our rotos and why this is because yeah. there are some things that we should have been looking after a little bit earlier on in the season. That's right. Yes. Uh, you can't ignore the garden and walk away from it for any lengthy period. Right. Yeah. And another thing you know, for spring color is it's bulb planting season yes. now. I mean, that's that's another example of things that you have to do. My knees yeah. are worn out from planting bulbs. Yes. I, it can I, be tedious. You can buy <laughs> you can buy hundreds of bulbs in a matter of minutes. Absolutely. And each bulb needs its own little hole to go I, into. I, I hear what you're saying. I, yeah. I just keep buying bulbs and they yeah. just keep disappearing. Yeah. I, I'm looking and say, this package is empty. This yeah. package is empty. Where did they but, all go? <laughs> yeah, but uh, we sell packages of 25 and 50 bulbs, so... It's, it's 50 holes, but once they're there, some of them naturalize beautifully. Right. So um, it's not something you have to do every year. But one of the bones of the garden is to have a good patch of bulbs in I there. Agree. I agree. Yeah. It's so important for us, and yeah. that, that's why I like putting in things that do naturalize. Yes. And and ones that you don't have to lift. But also, you know, having that Dutch heritage, those, <laughs> those tulips, they just keep... Uh, they are a regal bulb for me, I they guess. They are, but, the, but they don't last too many years. No, they don't. And people yeah. have to understand that. They have yeah. to dig them up. It's a conspiracy yeah. that the Dutch have developed. And, yes. And I can't let you know in on it, but I've said it was too much of it. Uh, if you want to talk to Bernie and you have a question about gardening, then 250-386-1161 or send me an email to jeff, J-E-F-F, at cfax1070.com. And we'll be right back to Gardening 101. To give grocery shoppers the lowest prices possible, Fairway Market offers the lowest prices possible. Were you expecting a club card or some other gimmick? (laughs) No club cards, no gimmicks. Just great card-free pricing at Fairway Market. Storm season is off the island. The weather is changing and it's time to spend more time in the yard. 
Capital Tree Service offers tree pruning and shaping, spraying, and hedge and yard cleanup. This year, get some more sunlight into the yard and garden and prune away any damaged limbs after a stormy fall and winter. With Capital Tree Service, no job is too big or too small. Locally owned at BC Hydro Approved. Learn more at CapitalTreeService.ca. Hey, did you hear about the sale at the Vitamin Shop? Yeah, the fall sale. The Vitamin Shop is my place for healthy solutions, where I can afford to stock up on brand name vitamins. Find the largest selection of exceptional quality nutritional supplements from Natural Factors, Preferred Nutrition, Renew Life, Genuine Health, Sisu, and more during the fall sale at the Vitamin Shop. Plus, they offer an in-store discount to seniors on all items, including sale items. The Vitamin Shop, 1212 Broad Street, and CanadianVitaminShop.com. To give grocery shoppers the lowest prices possible, Fairway Market offers the lowest prices possible. Were you expecting a club card or some other gimmick? <laughs> no club cards, no gimmicks. Just great card-free pricing at Fairway Market. Welcome back to Gardening 101. Bernie and I were chatting during the break because not only is it gardening time but it's also time for the garden clubs to get back in in you know in the swing of things again and looking for speakers and doing some different talks i'll be out in mill bay doing a, a chat with them and you've been doing some interesting talks as well and uh, we can talk a little bit about that on the program the new gardener the new gardener the millennial gardener and they they have a very different approach to gardening so uh, and those of us in the industry if we want to stay relevant have to sort of keep up with the kind of trends that are happening and the kind of values that these new gardeners have. That so, would be an interesting show, Bernie. Because that would be. I, I, could, I could fill in a couple of hours discussing yeah, that. Yes. I would. I would like to bring in some some guests about the age of my producer Matthew here, and you know, and then see what what he has in his thoughts of what you know gardening is all about, yeah. and and also Kyle Reynolds in the newsroom. I mean, this this yeah. these are the these are the up and coming gardeners here. Yes, there are, and we still have the old gardeners from you know the sort of Depression War years. They're they're sort of unfortunately passing on, yeah. but yeah. They're, but they're still out there, and they've and they've left their mark on the landscape and. And then there's a new generation coming on right. who have a very different thought about about what gardens are. Yeah, so absolutely. So anyways, a it bit would of a, make for an interesting program. A bit of a teaser as to what we could talk about next time. Well, right yeah. now we've got Mike on the program, and Mike, you want to chat to us about a delicious asparagus. Asparagus, yes. yum. Hi, Jeff. Hello. Um, I, this spring, I couldn't get any asparagus roots. There was none available anywhere. So I went and I had to go to seeds. And I know it's, it's going to be a while before I benefit from that. But what I was concerned about, because it's a La Nina year and it's going to be fairly cool, how about the first year fr uh, fronds? Are they going to be sensitive to frost? No, you're, no. no, the fall weather is going to take them down. They should be looking yeah, a little that, ragged already. I'm just worried about the roots. That, oh. uh, they may be ultra-sensitive to being it's uh, just mm. first year from seed. Our frost doesn't doesn't penetrate that far. If we've got a cold winter, that penetrates it penetrates two or three inches into the ground. And, yeah. Uh, and if, if so, you're really concerned, you could mulch it a bit more. Yeah. Put a, put a bit of organic material. Yeah. Uh, like organic okay, once, once they die off, then just throw some uh, extra mulch on top. Yes. I think that's always good for asparagus that's, since they're yeah. just such hungry, yeah. you know, good good feeders. Did you have some good growth on them this year, Mike? Oh, every seed took. I've got asparagus oh, wow. coming out of my ears. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I oh. won't be, as I say, it'll be five years before I get any decent stalks on them. But... Mm. but uh, but just a thought, just yeah. a thought. Just looking at them makes me feel good. Oh yeah. well, that's great. Yeah. If oh. you, if you're getting strong growth, I think you'll probably be harvesting sooner than five years. Yeah. Probably right. three oh. years, yeah. I could say. Awesome. Well, I'm 81, so who knows where they'll be harvesting at all. Yeah, I'm one of these oh, old gardeners. Oh, yeah, you will I'm be. sure you will. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, that gardeners say, oh, well, I'm going to do this, but, you know what, I, I, I'm going to... This tree is going to take a long time. Well, before you know it, that tree or that plant is is growing up just fine, and we're all still around and doing yes. the thing with it. So, yeah. uh, it's a good idea to to you know to say, hey, I'm going to have an asparagus. I'm going to have a nice, delicious meal with your asparagus. And Mike, I'm what? sure you will. Oh yeah, one more question, Jeff. There was, uh, I think they had a lady on the program. Uh, 
about Polonia. She, uh, she was uh, propagating Polonia, and they were shipping to Colombia to protect the coffee beans. And uh, she was saying that this Polonia grows 20 feet in seven months. Have you have you seen one of those trees? Ah. There's plenty around. The yeah. best one is next to the cenotaph at the legislature. Yes. It doesn't grow that fast in our climate, but you could yeah. probably get three or four feet in a season. Yeah. Yeah. But to my judging by what you were saying, they're an yeah. amazing tree. Um, yes, we're going yeah, to talk different. about some amazing trees in the program yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Maybe I one think, that's suited uh, for smaller gardens, too. Its other name is Empress Tree. So. Yeah, Empress Tree. Is that what it's tree. called? Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good info. Thanks, yeah. guys. All right. Okay. okay. Enjoy that asparagus. I certainly will. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mike. Bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And, uh, well, we're going to pop off and talk a different route. Let's go to Diana. Good morning, Diana. Good morning. Um, I was wanting to know how I should handle fuchsias and begonias over the winter. Um, they're, they're still blooming, and they're beautiful, but <laughs> it won't be much longer. And I'd like them to winter them over, but I'm not quite sure what the best way to do that is. Is this tuberous begonias you're referring to, or the fibrous rooted? Um, I just, tuberous have got the big flowers, yeah, the big, big double. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's tuberous, yeah. Um, tuberous begonias, let them let them die down naturally in the mm-hmm. in the weather. They start to look a little ragged. They're probably some mildew, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll snap off the stem at the top of the tuber. Mm-hmm. At which time you can lift the tuber up and let it dry out, mm-hmm. rub off the roots, and then store it frost-free in dry peat moss sawdust or somewhere in in in, in a dark place. Okay, should yeah. I bring it in the house, or would that be too warm? Uh, no, the house is too warm. Okay. A garage, a garden shed, crawl okay. space, places yep. like that. So, okay, and the yeah. fuchsia? Uh, fuchsia shouldn't see any frost. Um, at some point, probably in a few weeks, mid-October. Um, is, are they in pots? Yes, they're yeah. in my hanging baskets, hanging and they're basket. just incredible. This yeah, year. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean them out uh, when that time comes. If if there's other plants, they'll probably be finished. Pull them out. The plant should then be trimmed back and. Um, Put into a cooler area. If you've got a greenhouse or a sunroom, you could probably grow them on for another month or so. Mm-hmm. If things get cold, they go they go dormant as as long as long as long as they don't see frost, okay. it'll, it'll it'll survive. We had if, some very good luck with our fuchsias. A lot of the callers have been yeah. saying that because we haven't had a good frost, yeah. that they're they're hanging. You know, fuchsias yeah. are coming back and just doing great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, so those are yeah. good uh, things to do: is yeah. to cut them back, cut them back, and give and them a rest. Them, yeah, and take all as many leaves off as you can. Mm-hmm. If you leave them on, they get botrytis. It's oh. that fuzzy mold, and mm-hmm. if you right. touch it, all these spores spread. And right. Yeah. And in the spring, um, repot them uh, and... Uh, yeah, the begonias get potted up. Check them in March, see if you've, March? Got, if you've got the little eyes coming out of the tuber. Okay. And uh, if those are coming, you could start potting them up in a tray. And once the shoots are several inches high, transfer to, to, to pots okay. and grow them on. And then they can go out in the middle of April to May. And the fuchsias, could I just leave them in the hanging baskets? or? Uh, you could for the winter, but they yeah. probably want to want fresh soil in spring. They've, I'm sure they've exhausted all the soil. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, thank you very sure. much. Good. Good luck with that. Thank yeah. you. And there you go. You've got some new plants that are going to start again for the next season. And they'll be bigger and better next year. Absolutely. Yes, that's yeah. the plan, especially the begonias. They can be quite uh, they enormous. They can be very showy. Yes. yes, very showy. That's wonderful. And I have Kevin on the line. Good morning, Kevin. Hi, Jeff. Hey, I can uh, hit many birds with one stone here. Okay. You're, talking about, <laughs> you're talking about Japanese maples. You're going to talk about trees that are uh, good for small spaces. Yes. And we're talking about royals. Yes. Now, don't ask me the Latin name for this, but I have a Japanese maple. It is a dwarf, and it's called Little Princess for Charlotte. Oh, yes. And I have one in my garden. It's actually planted for my German shepherd. And is it actually named after uh, Princess Charlotte? No, 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 no. no. Okay. It's, an, it's, an, it's an older one, but it's called Little Princess and made me think of Charlotte, so. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I've solved many of your questions. Oh. <laughs> well, that's... And you can never go wrong with a Japanese maple. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. you know, and, and I have 
a few around, and I always there's always more cultivars. There's always wonderful Japanese maples, and like I said earlier on the program, some of those colors are just really coming out. Anything that's looking spectacular, Kevin, right now for a Japanese maple? Yep. Oh, for me? Yes. Oh, I have so many. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They all look good in my eyes. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's the ultimate plant. You can't go wrong. Summer, winter, it's the ultimate plant. What's looking spectacular right now? Which one is colored yeah, up the best? Which one's looking the best? Um, um, Osakasuki, has that one done anything yet? Um, I, I actually don't know if I own that one. <laughs> oh, you one must. Of, that's one of the best. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't I'm say that. He'll be going of, off to the store. I, I don't know. Okay. It's like trying to pick your favorite child. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But yeah. no, as, as far as I'm concerned, they're all looking uh, yeah. dynamite. Now, I even like them when they completely lost their leaves. Their structural form is just amazing to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. your help. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, there you go. You know, uh, the Japanese maples. Yeah. Uh, there are some um, many royal plants, and, and I think that would be our first vote for what yes. Kevin would say would be a royal plant. Yes. And I would think, I would love to hear from other callers today yeah. to let us know what they think is a plant of royalty that they think is very distinguished and, and wonderful, and they yeah. just would not do, be without it in their garden. Yeah, and I'm surprised with Kevin's comment because I have a list here in front of me, and the top of the list for royal plants is Japanese maples. Oh, well, that'll make somebody so, feel good. <laughs> yes. <yeah>, so, <laughs> but I've got other names, so I'm curious to see if people people are, are, are in agreement with the names I've got here. So... Well, you want to tease us with a couple of them before we go to the break, the news break? Yeah. Yeah, I've picked smaller trees because the Royal Gardens have large trees that are totally out of scale. So um, in in the smaller yards, Japanese maples fit in nicely. The next one is dogwood. A lot of interest in dogwoods. And um, we, we can't keep up with them at the nursery. They fit into most yards beautiful flowers and some of them are having fall color coming on absolutely yeah and the fruit that hangs on them is nice so bernie dinter is my guest here on gardening 101 today and we are talking about all of your favorite plants that are going to inspire you and keep you out there in the garden and we're going to take a quick news break and get right back Greater Victoria drivers are reminded that school zone speed limits are in effect. Reduce speed to 30 kilometers an hour in school zones on weekdays between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Let's work together to keep the streets safe for kids. Remember, if you want to report crime anonymously, call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. Oh, those little piggies are so cute. Look out, kids. Here come the goats. Come on, babies. Come on. The Beacon Hill Children's Farm. Voted Victoria's best kids attraction is open daily from 10 till 4. Come cheer on the baby goats as they stampede at 10-10 and 4-10 daily. The Beacon Hill Children's Farm. Kids, baby goats, pigs, and more. What could be more fun for the family? Beacon Hill Children's Farm. Located in beautiful Beacon Hill Park. Funded by your donations. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. Good morning, I'm Kyle Reynolds with CFAX 1070 News. Prince William and wife Kate will be visiting Vancouver today. The couple and their children, Prince George and Princess Charlotte, arrived in Victoria for the royal visit yesterday afternoon. Their visit in Vancouver today will include a tour of SheWay. It's a pregnancy outreach program for women struggling with alcohol and drug addictions on Vancouver's downtown east side. The royal couple will also be meeting with first responders at the Kitsilano Coast Guard Station to discuss the mental health implications of the job. Prince George and Princess Charlotte, meanwhile, will be staying at Government House while their parents are on the mainland. 
The federal government is confirming reports from several days ago that a Canadian has been taken hostage in Libya. On Tuesday, Libyan authorities said they were searching for two Italians and a Canadian working for an Italian construction company. They were abducted at gunpoint near the Algerian border. Well, the Global Affairs Department in Ottawa is not identifying the Canadian, but says it is working to get more information on the situation. Authorities have arrested a suspect in Friday night's mall shooting that killed five people north of Seattle. Alex Stone has more on 20-year-old Arkan Chaitin. Lieutenant Mike Hawley, who made the arrest, says he was zombie-like and didn't say anything and he had no weapons. He was just walking down a street. He did not have a weapon with him. He had a satchel, other satchel, appeared to be a computer inside the bag. Police still do not have a motive for the mass killing. Alex Stone, EBC News. And tens of thousands of demonstrators marched in Mexico City yesterday to protest Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto's push to legalize same-sex marriage. A much smaller demonstration by supporters of same-sex marriage also took place, but the two sides were kept apart by hundreds of police. At CFAX News, it's 1032. At Sydney All Care Residents, we believe in a life of comfort and community. We know that moving can be hard, and we're here to help. We know exactly how Bill takes his coffee. We know how Joan likes her dessert with ice cream on the side. We know that Jack likes watching a movie every Friday night and that Margaret's granddaughter visits every Saturday morning. You won't be a guest. You'll be home. And our family will take care of yours. Learn more about Sydney All Care residents at allcarecanada.ca. CFAX weather, it is cloudy and 15 degrees downtown. A chance of showers still this afternoon. High of 18 for the day. Clear skies tonight, low touching down to about 10. And tomorrow, sunny start to the day. Getting a bit more cloudy as we get into the afternoon. A chance of showers in the late afternoon and a high around 19 degrees. I'm Kyle Reynolds. If it's happening, it's here on CFAX 1070. News time is 1033. Find out what's cooking with the CFAX 1070 Great Grocery Giveaway. You could win free groceries for a year from Thrifty Foods. The winning is easy. Just watch CTV Vancouver Island. Listen and win. Qualify and win a $50 smile card weekday mornings with Al Therabee at 7.15 and afternoons with Mark Rene at 4.15. Details at CFAX1070.com. Win free groceries for a year from Thrifty Foods and CFAX 1070 with a great grocery giveaway. Now, Gardening 101 with Jeff DeYoung on CFAX 1070. And welcome back to Gardening 101 here on CFAX 1070. It's a little bit gloomy out there, but I'm surprised at how warm it is. <laughs> really? I think it's warm. In your shorts and summer shirt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all a state of mind, Bernie. Yeah, I know it is. Notice. Yeah. But I, I, it looked a lot more gloomy this morning when I was uh, getting up, and then I went outside and I thought, hey, this is pretty good. I like yeah. it. It's mild. We've it is mild. Yes. There's no wind. Is and uh, a few a few drops of rain happening. Yeah. A great day to be in the garden. It you is. You won't a good break day. out a sweat. I, that's <laughs> the one thing. You know, it, I've been doing a lot of gardening this last little while. When the temp- temperature hovers around uh, 18 degrees, you can work. And yeah. you can work hard and you don't break out in a sweat and you don't feel dehydrated at the end of the day. No. And there's lots that you can accomplish in, in on a day like today. Yes, you can. Yeah. And the garden is not a burden. It's it's fun and you'll have time to sit back and enjoy it too. That, so, that's right. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what we're trying to... That's what the message is that we're trying yes. to get across. And yeah. for those of us that garden, I think we don't feel as though the garden is a burden but again we're talking about you know we're, a lot of people find that gardening just to be too overwhelming it's just too daunting of a task and how do i start and how do i take it on take it on in little bits a little uh-huh. bit here a little bit there uh don't let it go for six months and have the weeds and other things take over mm-hmm. but just sort of you know hoe a patch here where the weeds are just germinating and um you know, do a, do a little deadheading here and there as the flowers are fading. And if you just put 15 minutes, 30 minutes in every other day, uh, you can certainly keep on top of things in the garden. Something that yeah. I find that's helpful, too, is that, you know, the garden that I've been working on this last uh, month, couple months, is that one of the first things that we implemented was the people space. 
Yes. Which means a deck that is large enough to accommodate the people that want to be there. And a just a, a place for the for your chairs and your tables and a sitting area outdoors so that when you're outside then you can start to understand and see how you want the rest of the landscape to start to be the people space is often hard features it's not yeah. planting yeah. and having uh, help being you know and people on the program know that I'm helping David uh, out in PA get his landscape in order the neighbors are right away coming over wondering what plants we're putting in and we're nowhere near the plants well we are we're getting there but you have to improve the soils you have to look after any of the uh, drainage problems you have to you know sort other things out before you just start throwing plants at yeah, something. Plants is the last thing is that goes thing. in. Yeah, after all the hardscape and then the soils are put in, the beds are created and once those beds are formed then the plants come. And it's a bit of a myth that people think yeah. that right away you just start going to the nursery buying plants. Yeah, no, we should be the last ones you come and visit yeah. after you've got everything laid yes, out. Yes, and that's why you should be in such a good mood when you're there because you know that, the, that everything is, is ready yeah. to go. It's and, it's like putting the paint on the walls in, inside abso- in the house. That's it's the last step, and then, that's exactly and then how the project, I describe it. project that's, is finished. Yes, yeah. that's a, the bones have to go in place, right. and we were talking about some of the aspects about what it is to keep a garden royal and regal are the bones of a landscape and and those trees and shrubs, getting yes. those structures in first. Yeah, and that's what I've got on my list of royal plants. We do. And I've, and got, I've got two lists, one for what I see in royal gardens and what I think you can do on a home garden to make it royal, if that's our theme. Absolutely. Well, yeah. we, 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 yeah. we can have that as our theme. But yeah. we have Maria on the line. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, and I have to say I just love it when you have Bernie on. <laughs> Me too. You have other you have other guests that are are really nice, but I I don't know I just really like him better. <laughs> he brings a different. Oh, we're picking favorites now, are we? Okay. We're oh. going to start a fan club for Bernie. Okay. Oh, I, I think we have started a fan club for well, Bernie. Well, I bring a different perspective. I hope, and there's so many yeah. different ways of gardening and approaching, and I just I've got. I've I've got one approach and others have others, so ways of looking at it. Well, we so, really enjoy you. So I have okay. two questions. Seeing as you're on the subject of Japanese maples, um, I acquired one, and I'm probably going to be moving by, well, before the spring, by the end of December perhaps. And I want to know if I can dig it up and put it in a pot. I'm not sure what kind of roots they have. Do they spread out like a rhododendron or do they go deeper? They've got a woody root system. A roto has a very fine fibrous roots and that makes it easy to move. The Japanese maples have got more sort of your classic root system of large woody roots. Oh. Is it out. a large plant, Maria? No, it's a small plant actually. Okay. That'll Your help. timing is I good. I don't know what kind it yeah. is because I yeah. did inherit it. Yeah, no, the mm-hmm. timing doesn't matter. It's the species. So, uh, oh. Your timing is actually perfect, and the smaller the plant is, the better. So uh, you, can, you can dig it up after the leaves have all fallen off. Okay. Which will probably be end of October, early November. Okay. So lift it up. You may have to cut the roots back that you've severed with the shovel. Oh. And, um, and then put it into a pot. So that won't hurt it if I have to cut the roots back? No, it won't hurt it at all. We do it at the nursery all the time in winter. So oh, okay. We bring them in bare root. You look at these plants lying in the back of the truck, roots all exposed, and we pot wow. them up, and in spring they grow new roots, and the plants are doing fine. It, it comes Great. back. So you've got... So I how- th- how large a pot do I need? Like something like a half barrel? or um, I don't really want to put it in that. It'll be awkward to move it. You have to see the size of the roots that are coming out and probably three or four inches bigger than you've got on the, on the root ball that you end up with. Okay. So trim That's the great. roots back and then add, add several inches for, for the pot size. Okay. Now I have a second question again because I would like to... Um, take a slip of a very special honeysuckle that I have. And I'm not sure how to do that and when to do that. Um, now is the time. Um, mm-hmm. have, have you rooted cuttings before? Um, well, no. I have an understanding of how to do yeah. it, but I've done yeah. very minimal amount. I've um, done, done things like yeah. 
the one, things like rosemaries and hydrangeas that yeah. grow easily. Yeah, you can either take cuttings or you could layer the plant where you take a stem and oh, just yeah. and just bury it and put a and put a rock on top of it and hope yeah, it, and hope it grows roots under underneath the rock. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. if I don't have any close enough to the ground to do that, how would I take a cutting? Like, uh, does it have to be old wood or uh, no new wood? New wood. Okay. Semi-hardwood, we call it. It's it's a new growth that's hardened off a bit. And, and can I do that now? Uh, yes, this yes. would be a good time. Yeah. And a non-flowering part of the plant too, Maria. It's, it's non-flowering. non-flowering, okay. And generally one of the the uh, branches that are at the, at the lower extremity of the plant, not one of the terminal parts of the plant, would be a better one for you to choose. Okay. And, and don't put all that those chickens in one basket, you know. Or those like you take, <laughs> you take is a few cuttings. You take a few. Yes, yeah. yes. Take a few because they never know how they're going to turn out. Yeah, and you can probably in a small container put twenty cuttings into it. Oh wow! And, yes. Okay. Yeah, and then you would pick the strongest ones that yeah. are rooted. Yes, do that and take them from again, like from even yeah. from all over the plant. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And should I use some rooting stuff? Yes. Or is certainly. that necessary? Yep. It, it helps, and probably the number two. Number two. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you go to a nursery, they'll have number one, two, and three. Yes. I'd pick number two. I have yeah. some, but I think it's yeah. old, so I'll buy some fresh stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Good luck Bye-bye. with that. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, favorite guy, we have to take another quick break, and we'll <laughs> okay. get back to said right after this. Mornings with Al Faraby. Monique Gofaday-Miller is the president of the Monarchist League of Canada, Victoria Branch. We talked about the royal visit this weekend on Friday's show. People can expect to engage with the royals in a way that they have never experienced before. Watch social media, listen to CFAC. There will be amounts of coverage that you have never experienced. On the next show, more reaction to the royal visit. And we're giving away a getaway for two to Vancouver to see the BC Lions. Weekdays 5 to 9 on CFAX 1070. The moment you saw that bold front grille of the new Lexus IS, you couldn't look away. Well, now the Lexus IS has something just as eye-catching. The most high-performance, jaw-droppingly gorgeous, rebates and lease offers of the year. Offer ends soon. Hurry in for a test drive today. Experience savings and finance offers like never before on the IS200T. Lease rates as low as 0.9%. Bi-weekly payments of just $199, including a $3,000 delivery credit. Visit Jim Patterson Lexus Victoria for details. Does this sound familiar? Honey, it's your turn to clean the bathroom. Honey? Honey? If cleaning your shower walls is scaring you off, then Island Marble has the solution. They offer groutless designer panels that look like tiles without the maintenance or issues associated with grout. And they're completely mold and mildew resistant. Yet another bathroom innovation from Island Marble. Endless possibilities. Learn more at islandmarble.ca. Excuse me, where can I find vacuums? Uh, I think they're near patio and garden. Can you help me pick out a Dyson? Uh, well, I don't really know much about vacuums. Sound familiar? Hi, it's Wendy from All Victoria Vacuums. Think outside the big box and come straight to the experts. Nowhere else will you see the full line of Dyson vacuums and the new Dyson fans and purifiers you can control with your iPhone. All Victoria Vacuums, your source for the best Dyson products at Hillside and Cedar Hill for 39 years. I would recommend Active Bobcat to anyone that is looking for a service to replace their perimeter drains. They're extremely professional in their work ethic and dealing with their customers. The team is not only knowledgeable, but courteous and friendly. Very efficient. They didn't damage any of the surrounding plants and did exactly what I wanted. Great value for the money. Active Bobcat and Drains, your specialist for septic systems and more. Get a free quote at activebobcat.com. That's activebobcat.com. Welcome back to Gardening 101 here on CFAX 1070. I'm Jeff DeYoung, and our favorite guest forever is Bernie Dinter. So there you go, Bernie. You can never say no to us anymore when we ask you to be on the program. I know. I keep I keep coming back. Well, you never yeah. say no anyway. No, I don't. And, and, you're, yeah. and you're a great guest to have here, and people sure appreciate you, and thank you for coming in to the program. We've got Sed that's on the line. Thank you for waiting, Sed. Yes. Oh, um, hello, um uh, Jeff, uh, I had a little surprise the other day. Driving north on Quadra, there's, a, there's an oak grove there near, um, it's in Lake Hill. Yes. Well, on the right side, I saw a big patch of crocuses. 
you know, and it's not spring, so <laughs> to me that was a big surprise. And were they very large crocus? No, just, um, they were sort of just growing, just, just blooming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the pale mauve. Yeah. Right. Yep. Isn't it unusual? No, not at all. Oh, I, I didn't. We know the plant. We 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 yeah. sort of suspected that. Yeah. That what you were seeing is it's it's often called fall crocus. Yeah. And the real name, uh, botanic name for them, are called colchicum. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And this is the time that they will emerge. And if you saw a nice, uh, large outcrop of them, yeah, uh, I think they're spectacular. They yeah. are. I suppose they come out again in the spring. No, no? Uh, they come out with their leaves in the spring. Oh. And then they die right back, so you don't get any of the nice uh, spring yeah. flowers on them. And mm. they, they go dormant. And then all that happens in the autumn is they send out these flowers. Yeah, mm. spectacular flowers. Nice. And, yeah. and they multiply quite nicely. Once you've show, got them yeah. established, the, the patch just starts to get bigger. Yeah, it's really big. It was like yeah. 20 feet square. Oh, wow, oh, that's great. Somebody probably one. planted it. If you ever go driving that way, you might see them yeah. in the next week. And, yeah. and you know, said uh, the one thing about the colchicum bulbs is that they, for the flower size, you know, if you look at a, a yeah. crocus bulb, it's yeah. rather mm. small. Yes. It's yeah. about the size of a penny. Yes. And if when we used to have pennies, yeah, <laughs> and and now these ones are are potato size. Are potato size? Wow, really? They're yeah. amazingly huge for mm. what you get with that bulb. Reminds me, I've got to get my potatoes out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting short. I'm just having rice the last two weeks. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Well, well so I think that uh, they'll be fading, and they'll start to fade in a little while, and. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm fairly certain too that they're rather deer resistant. Yeah, yeah they are, and the bulb is quite poisonous. They're yeah. a source That's of right. colchicum, colchicine, yeah. which is which is a drug, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. used in mm. medical purposes, but wow. it's, it's 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 derived from that. Really? But then, and I think poisonous, so... Well, I won't eat yeah. them. No, <laughs> don't. Just, don't. just enjoy yeah, them just enjoy. the way you did. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, there's nowhere to park with if you're driving by. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, thanks Thanks for being on yep. the show. Thanks a lot. Thank you for your call. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. You know, it's always wonderful when you um, have these uh, images of something that is naturalizing. Yes. And there's many places that I can think of on the island here where bulbs come and they just naturalize. Beacon Hill Park, you know, the, out in Machosen, at the, at the Euthroniums, at the church out there. Uh, there's snowdrops up on, up on the hills. And, and it's, it's beautiful when you see these things. And they just, and those are the bulbs that I seem to be attracted to for the most part when you're putting bulbs in. Yeah. That if they spread and they multiply... They just can make the garden get better and yeah. better every year. It's it's a great way to, to to welcome spring and to, and to see it coming is with with these bulbs and it doesn't take much effort. Just plant them now and they'll be there for years and years. And if it's the right kind that you mentioned, they just spread out and you get these nice meadows or drifts of bulbs in color. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and we can talk a little. You know, I've seen um, cyclamen in lawns and yeah. it's one of the ones. <clears throat> One plant that yeah. I can see in the lawn because they bloom so early, yeah. the cyclamen cum uh, is that variety yeah. of in the spring. And and when you cut the grass, then they're blooming before you're really getting out yeah. the grass and cutting the grass. Yeah, crocus could be another one Absolutely. that could go into the lawn yes. or some of the early flowering daffodils. Right. I have tete daffodils in sort of a little meadowy area, and they're fine until we finally start mowing in yes. late March. I'm gravitating yeah. to those ones more, uh, yeah. Bernie, because yeah. uh, they're a smaller leafed plant, yes. and they're not ones that people are stuck with having this large foliage around. And, and especially yeah. if you have a small garden, you're wondering what you can do with the with the foliage. With the tete-a-tete, it just sort of just it's easy for it to just lie down and not to be as noticeable. No, anymore. and then disappears for the summer. These. These are plants that are really well suited to our long, dry summers. Yes. the plants have gone dormant for the summer. Abs- yes, that's, yeah. that's the great thing and about the, them. Yeah, and then the bulbs are really suited to this, to this Mediterranean climate that we have. Indeed. So, so bulbs, you know, when we, th- we, we think about them, we think about them as being perhaps 
uh, native to places that are are very wet, but they're not. The reason yeah. that they <clears throat> are bulbs is that yeah. they can go dormant, that they store all their energy during during times of drought. And so drought. many of our bulbs come from South Africa. Yes, yeah, South Africa. Like that. Turkey is Turkey. another area where we get where a lot of them from. I think original the tulip is from tulip, Turkey. Tur- yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about some wonderful plants, and I would like to hear, and Bernie would like to hear, what is a royal plant in that, as far as you're concerned? And we're going to take some lists of it, and and if we uh, get some, we'll have to make a choice. And Bernie also has a fifty dollar gift certificate for uh, one of those plants, and but we have you have to call in two three eight six one one six one or send me an email to Jeff at cfax1070.com and Bernie will get right back to Gardening 101 after this. What if you could get Canadian made-to-order quality furniture at a price that puts a smile on your face? That's the question that took Max Furniture from an idea to a splendid showroom that you just have to see. Whether you're decorating a small condo or a stately castle, Max Furniture's in-house designers will help you find the perfect sofa, ottoman, bedroom set, dining room So max your expectations, max your style, and max your decor dollar with Max Furniture, 2745 Bridge Street. Online at maxfurniture.ca. Campus Acura invites you to their Power of Precision event. Lease a new 2017 RDX for 0.9% over 36 months or get $2,500 in customer cash rebates. Maybe the new 2017 MDX, Restyle and Redefined, is more your cup of tea. Lease one for 2.9% over 48 months or get $1,000 in customer cash rebates. Knowledge is power, the power of precision. Test drive an RDX or MDX today at Campus Acura, 3347 Oak Street and campusacura.com. It's time for more Speedy Tips on summer driving from Speedy Auto's Mike and Kim. To save gas when you're on the road, make sure your tires are properly inflated. We recommend our nitrogen package. What do you think, Kim? Slow down. You'd be amazed at how much gas you'll save. You'll enjoy the trip a lot more, too. Take extra water, juices, and snacks, and take more breaks to avoid becoming road weary. We want you to be safe. So drive your car into Speedy Auto for top safety service. Because it's speedy, you're a somebody. Speedy Auto, 2992 Douglas Street, south of Mayfair, 385-8717. Have you ever heard someone say, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Island Bakery wondered, if sliced bread is one of the best inventions of all time, then what does that mean for certified organic grain bread? Available in 100% whole wheat, 12 grain, or ancient 7 grain with quinoa and sunflower flax? If one of those fantastic breads was sliced, then would that be the best thing ever? Find out at Island Bakery, the island's local bakery since 1982. The autumn. The autumn. What does yes. that mean to us? Yes, this is Vivaldi's version of autumn. It is, yes. and, and it's wonderful time of year. Uh, there is a plant that I don't know if it's on your list, but there's one plant that I am particularly enamored with at, in autumn, and it's not quite re- there yet, but that's Catalpa. Oh, not the Catalpa, the no. Katsura. Katsura. And, okay. and, and so it, yes. it has that beautiful... Uh, kind of when it turns a brownie color, uh, it has it's that. Not supposed to be brownie. Well, it's sort of a yellowy, go- golden, golden, yeah, golden. golden color. And, but it, I, yeah. I love the smell of the almost yeah. like sugar when it's. Yes, no, it's it's a wonderful tree. It has only one drawback. What's that? It needs water. Yeah, it's a moisture-loving tree. Yes. unfortunately. Yes, but yes. It, but if you've got the moisture and can grow it. It's one of the easiest, most beautiful trees you could grow. Yeah, yeah. Lots of seasonal interest and the fragrant leaves that you, that you referred to. So Yes. Yeah. And uh, I guess yeah. another drawback, if you're looking at a plant that yeah. you were talking about, some of the royal plants that yeah. you have, and you've got dogwood yeah. on the list, and you yeah. have and Japanese maple on your list, yeah. um, definitely dogwood because yeah. it's what I would call an excellent specimen tree because it has fall color, it has fruit, yeah. it has interesting bark as it gets older, yeah. and it has amazing flowers. Yeah. So you can't go wrong. It's a four-season tree. Yeah, and it's got a bit of a native heritage. Yes, so there's some issues yes, with yes, it, but yes, but it's the BC floral emblem. So yes. What else do you have that you think would be a tree of royal status in the, for a smaller yeah. yard? Yeah, I think magnolia. Absolutely, that's, that's a beautiful spring flowering tree. 
and there's some a few summer flowering versions, but um, no, it doesn't grow too big and a very elegant flower. It's sometimes misnamed tulip tree because yes. it has these big tulip-like flowers. And they're coming up with, with, with varieties that, that, that are improved and more spectacular in their colors. And yeah, so we've, um, in the past we've had lots of whites where there's pinks and purples and some of the pink ones are starting to get darker into the reddish range. Yes. And there's yellow, which it's not a bright yellow yet, but it's, it's there and those varieties are available. The softer but, yellows are, are nice yeah. too in mm-hmm. the landscape. You know, they're a little yeah. bit more muted. Yes, they are. It, muted would be a, a, good, a good term to describe the color. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to chat with Gary. Good morning, Gary. Hello, yes. Good morning. Um, talking about bulbs, uh, Noreen's are out now. Oh, yes. Yes. And vibrant pink colors uh, uh, coming up all around my house. Uh, I've given uh, hundreds away to the neighbors. Let's light up the wow. whole neighborhood yeah. with Noreen's. Now, my wife and I were heading down to San Francisco many years ago, down along 101. Nice little drive. And here, this, as soon as we get down to California, and Noreen's are sprouting everywhere. I didn't know what they were, these pink little flowers coming up out of nowhere, dry land and what have you, uh, no cultivated water being used, and what a show, all along 101 down Ooh, in California. That yeah. would be beautiful. That would be, It yes. was, it was. And so, yes, uh, let's, uh, let's share the wealth and give Noreen's away for some fall color. Well, you know, I would... I would think that it is a shared the wealth because yeah. it's it's one of these plants that are not that common in a lot of gardens. No, they're not. But spectacular, as he said, in fall. I think yeah. that's an excellent choice, Gary. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it's it's you know, when we have things that flower in autumn like this, yeah. they catch your eye, and especially pink. Yeah. Pink is a color that... Yes. It, it, it is such a bright color. Now, Noreen's yeah. will also come in other colors, too. Mm-hmm. There's more cultivars. But just amazing. It's another yeah. one of these ones, just like and when we were talking the, to said. It's like there's no yeah. leaves at this yeah. time. It's just yeah. a stalk with yeah. a flower. And the autumn light is different, too. The sun is usually yes. lower, and it comes in low into the garden and just catches the flowers. And it, and it just makes that yeah. uh, plant just glow all glow, the more, yes. the pink all the more. Mm-hmm. And we have Laura on the line. Good morning, Laura. Hi there. Hi there. I'm enjoying your show. Thank you. Um, the one that plant that I just think it's a tree is is just gorgeous. Uh, starting at this time and maybe a bit later is the ginkgo tree, or mm. sometimes people call it the maiden hair. Yes. Correct. Yes. Because it's got that beautiful kind of uh, burnished gold color mm-hmm, that the yeah. leaves change. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, the leaves are already a beautiful shade of green in the summertime, but when yeah. it changes in the fall, it just it just shimmers. It's just it so beautiful when it, the light catches absolutely. them. Absolutely, yeah. It it presses the leaves press beautifully. I know. And I make cards. I do too, Laura. And I press them, and also one of my favorites to do that with is um, the uh, Japanese maples. It has the lacy kind of variegated edges. Yes, mm-hmm. because. They can turn a gorgeous kind of almost orange color. All right. Well, those yeah. are excellent choices. Yeah. Ginkgo is a very interesting tree. Absolutely. It's and really... walking into the studio, I see Broad Street are. has got ginkgos right planted along front. it. Right yes. in front. Yes. And the security man downstairs says he thinks I'm rather odd because I pick up the leaves off the street and take them into the studio. But that's the way we are yeah. as gardeners and uh, and. You know, that's what keeps us going as we find these the beauty in all things. We do. And we'll be getting right back after the news break to Gardening 101.